What's up? Everybody, we should jam sometime. Episode 22. Crownlands. Crownlands is here. Uh, we did this like two weeks before my band Lost Arts opened for them. It was a lot of fun. I was really nervous for this one. I think I learned a lot about myself uh, in listening back to this episode. Uh, I was just very, I was clearly very nervous. Um, and I think I like got wrapped up in just the fact that they actually came on. Because uh, this is definitely like the biggest guest I've had. Uh, but you know what? They were super nice dudes. They were really nice guys. They were really nice guys while they were here. Um, I'm recording the intro outro after we uh, played with them. Uh, they were super nice guys at the show. Uh, I, I hope that we get to play with them again. They seemed to be into what we were doing. Uh, obviously, they're the best fucking thing going right now in Southern Ontario. Um, and beyond. Not just Southern Ontario, but... I was super stoked they came in anyway. Uh, probably not setting up the show great by saying I was a little awkward, but, you know, whatever. I'm telling the truth. I'm telling you right now, I'm aware, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just going to let you get into the episode uh, so you can hear some crown lands, and I'll talk to you at the end of it. This is We Should Jam Sometime. I'm Caleb Thompson. You wanted the best, you got the best. This is the hottest podcast in the world. All right, welcome back to We Should Jam Sometime. We've got Crown Lance here. Thanks for coming in, guys. Of course, Thanks man. for having this us. This is cool. You guys stoked for your show tonight? Yeah. Yeah, you played with you played with Legal Kill before, eh? We haven't. No, no. no but we played first, with uh, Pelly Royale before. Okay, yeah, yeah, I haven't checked them out yet, so. Yeah, they're cool. They, they look like My Chemical Romance, but they sound like early Rolling Stones. So oh, nice. It's kind of like yeah, it's a, a cool, cool dynamic. Yeah, yeah that's cool contrast. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, cool. How many times you got played at Rum Runners? Must be a, a handful. Three times. Yeah. It was our first out of town show, actually, like almost three years now. We opened oh, up for really? Bodhi Jar and their EP release. Nice. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was that was a really good good memory. And yeah, that was a good introduction to playing out of town shows. Yeah, actually. for sure. Yeah, it was wild. So um, it's nice to come back. I think this is going to be our third or fourth time playing Rum Runners. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But we've we've done London a bunch, and uh, we have a good scene here now, which is yeah, really nice. Like, really yeah. good. Uh, Good, good friends and, and family out here. So yeah. yeah, definitely. Was that the first time you guys played with Bodhi Jai? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we've played with them a bunch. Amazing. I was gonna say you guys are pretty good friends. Eh? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're tight. Bodhi Jai. <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge advocate. Um, yeah, me I and Dakota used to work together actually. Oh, oh, Him and Drew are from my hometown, so I've known those guys for a long time. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, awesome. And then you guys are coming back in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah we're, we're another Monday night. Um, yeah, yeah, we're opening yeah, up yeah, for the Lazies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're doing um, um, a few dates with them. Yeah, my band's actually opening that night, too. Fuck so yeah. Hey, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty stoked about that. So, my hey, friend. we should jam some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, kind of worked out. We just got asked last week, and I was like, oh, cool. I'm doing a yeah. podcast with them, so it's perfect. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I was stoked. That's our first Ron Martin show, so I'm really excited for that. Right on, Where else have you played? Um, we're just looking to, we've only played London shows so far. I think that'll be our like ninth show, I think. Sick. So this summer we're trying to get out of town a little bit, but, uh, yeah. When then we're, we're, uh, we had a reschedule horseshoe show cause we had that set up, but, uh, mm. yeah, but that should be fun. Yeah. You guys sold out the horseshoe like it's a little while yeah. ago. Eh? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Thanks. It was, we weren't expecting to, we knew it was going to be a big show. But, yeah. But, um, but when we were told that it sold out, we kind of freaked out. Yeah. It sold, yeah. Out. It sold out in advance. It was crazy. Yeah. It yeah that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Very lucky. 
Yeah, were you guys headlining that night? Or were you we were co-headlining with oh, okay. the Last Bullet. It was, uh, it was their last show. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. I think that's a bit of a bummer, I guess, last show. Yeah, but. it was a bittersweet, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like, it was big. It was our first show of the year, and then it was their last show. It was like passing of the torch kind right. of thing. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. So let's like, take me back to like the start, like the formation of okay. you guys. Is that a while back? How long have you guys been together for? No, that's just uh, that 30, two and a half 30 years, years now. 30, um, <laughs> two and a half years. Okay. Give or take a few days. Right. Yeah. Have you guys known each other for a while, though? Or? Yeah, about like four years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beginning. Yeah, and when we started out, um, we didn't have a name yet, but we were still trying to do out-of-town shows. We had just really figured out Crownlands. Um, when uh, that Bodhi Jar show came up. Oh, okay. And so mm-hmm. we, we weren't even sure if it was going to be like the permanent name, but right. we built up a decent enough reputation quick enough that we're it just like, stopped. oh, well, let's stick in now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we, we, we felt comfortable. With yeah, that right. Yeah. Um, where's that? Is there like a story behind the name? Or? Sure, Cody, take it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, so I'm Mi'kmaq from, it's like a, so it's a native tribe right. from uh, Nova Scotia. And uh, with Crownlands, um, we were really trying to reclaim that that kind of term because Crownlands itself is used for many different things in Canada and Australia. It's used for um, for clear cutting um, old growth forests. It's used for oil. Um, those those big oil sands in in Alberta and right, stuff like yeah. that, and you can you can also camp on Crownlands for up to like two weeks. Okay, uh, completely free. But but yeah, so there's things that Crownlands as like a term represents that we don't necessarily agree with, especially right. you know being Native American and and there's a lot of re- reservations that right. are on they're they're actually all on Crownland, right? And their living conditions are terrible, yeah. so. Um, us being called Crownlands is kind of like a kind of bringing everybody together, unifying right. and under this new term that we're kind of reclaiming as like a great experience and yeah, and ra- raising awareness that yeah. as a country we have a long way to go to right. do right by our most vulnerable people, which is the indigenous yeah. community. So Absolutely, trying, yeah. yeah, yeah, raise awareness for that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's usually people are like, no, I don't want to tell you the story, but you guys have like a killer, like oh, good cool. vibe behind that. That's awesome. Thanks. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, so uh, one thing I actually wanted to talk to you guys about, um, I bring it up like a lot depending on like who walks through here, um, is the difference between like putting out EPs and like full length records. Sure. Okay. So like obviously you guys are doing pretty well right now with just two EPs out. So you think like in 2018 it like really matters or... Um, um, you know. as, as a rock band, you still need to put out a respectable body of work. Right. And the LP still has weight in, in the rock world. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think that's even, even this year in the last six months, I think that's rapidly changing with um, the industry valuing Spotify streaming numbers over everything else. Yeah. yeah. And the model really in the last like half year has completely changed yeah. for a touring act. And it's um, back in the day, you'd release a full length record, you tour on it for 18 months and then you'd go quiet and go write and record yeah. the next album. Right. Um, that doesn't work anymore. You have to put out a single and, go tour that do a big music video release then yeah. put out another single put out another single and you have to like curate the proper spotify playlists and that's how you build a career as a rock band nowadays yeah right. the landscape's completely changed um, yeah for sure um, that being said though there is still value to a body of work and when you play a show um that's where your record sales happen because even for like the bigger bands like arkell's 90 percent of their record sales are at the side of the stage after yeah, a show right. yeah <laughs> and you have to 
um, know your audience and your market. You know, some bands are going to sell cassettes, some bands are going to sell CDs, some bands are going to sell vinyl, and you just have to figure out who's listening to your band, who wants to buy what, and who wants to support you in what capacity. Right. And yeah. obviously, there's different margins for printing records. You know, you're looking at upstart costs of five thousand right. dollars if you want to print um, your album on vinyl, and that's not including your recording costs, your mixing costs, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't think uh, this day and age you need to put out full-length records. I think a five- or six-song EP will suffice. Yeah. Uh, that oh, being yeah. said, though, all the bands that we look up to and respect <laughs> put out album after it, album. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, that's just not the reality for rock music anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe we'll do it someday, but right. not yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a focus. Right? Yeah. No, like there, there's exceptions to the rule. Like uh, yeah. King Gizzard, uh, they yeah. put out five yeah. full-length <laughs> records last year. They're, they're incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But they're not trying to be mainstream no. and that's fine right yeah. we're kind of walking that that middle path Line. right now yeah. we're, we're not quite sure. mainstream but we're not quite underground the way gizzard is right. and that's fine you know we're, yeah. we're still finding our audience and yeah yeah definitely um yeah and like also what's the, if you're gonna put out 12 songs but only six of them are good then exactly the, i mean when you're recording point? You're, you're just budgeting, you have you know? a record right? yeah, yeah yeah exactly um, yeah, cool. So you guys did the second one that you just put out, um, Rise of Iran. You did that at Chalet? Yes, we yes, did. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do the first one at Chalet? Or no, no, we did the first one at Coalition. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, so then what brought you to Chalet other cool. than the history? I mean, it's of beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the history. Um, we were just looking for a new experience. We wanted to do something kind of like inclusive and holistic. We wanted right. to be yeah. able to go in there for like five or six days. And it was just such an experience yeah. just to like capture that. Yeah. And live live that experience for five days. Yeah, we had a lot of Fanshawe alumni uh, as mm -hmm. a part of that. Oh, we really? had, uh, Justin Melly, he uh, produced, engineered, and mixed that record. Yeah, awesome. He poured just as much of himself into that album as we did. Yeah. And then we had Ivan Kaibis, and he did oh, cool. uh, the filmography for yeah. it. And All so right. that's why we wanted to go in there, because it's such a beautiful space. We yeah. wanted to do a documentary series about it. Yeah. So we yeah. did like a five-part episodic thing where we did um mm -hmm. each episode premiered through a different local blog right and that helped us a lot especially at the time of the release yeah absolutely and, um, yeah definitely I yeah it's just about um out. thanks it's yeah, cool it's to capture that little moment in, right. in, in a visual um historical context yeah mm. for sure yeah um so the documentary uh portion of that um you like walking into the recording process obviously that must have been a thought that you wanted to do that right yeah so yeah like, we knew we knew before we uh we completely like you know booked everything that yeah that's what we wanted to do right yeah. so then when you're in there kind of recording you're also trying to like think of like oh wait we need to be doing this like duh, like filming like documentary parts eh? like obviously there's just b-roll of you guys like recording and then yeah. you gotta do like the little sit down interview well, talks Was yeah that all we, we held off the most of the interviews after the recording right. yeah, yeah. yeah it flowed pretty naturally though like he'd just come in with his camera while we were recording in the room right and you know maybe those were takes we didn't take but like we got some yeah. good footage or like you know things like that but yeah we held off a lot of the the interviews after until afterwards and it, it just it just flowed real natural right yeah that's awesome i think this day and age um as an artist you have to let people into your world more for sure um you know yeah, 30 or 40 years ago it was like the cool thing to be like the hip artist <laughs> yeah. that is like untouchable but nowadays um you know for me what gets me excited when i'm finding a new band is like people that i can relate to and right. so that's yeah. what we want to do with our art and kind of like show people like from start to finish like what it takes to actually make a crownlands record well, right. it's it's so cool to be so close to the band now and in a in a day and age where people are consuming media more than any other generation yeah. and you know you got to be that available to them yeah. and to feel that connection definitely i feel it <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I think with you guys too that it's because you're just a two piece that people are like really interested because there's still a lot going on. What do you mean by music. just a two piece? <laughs> <laughs> no, <we're just> <laughs> um, well, let's actually let's talk about that. Like, what are some challenge, like pros and cons to being a two piece? Um, being a two piece, like it's two of us on stage, but you know, um, our tour manager in front of house guy Justin, who's right. also part of the records, um, he's pretty much our third member. You know, he's he's doing just as much behind that soundboard as we are on stage. Right. Yeah. Um, I think uh, we both have to have like a much more multitasking element to our music. Uh, you know, Cody is <laughs> pushing himself to his absolute limits by like <laughs> yeah. drumming and singing like that right. after, night after night. And then I've got um, like a stupid big keyboard rig now that I'm yeah. playing with my feet, and I just picked up a new double neck so okay. I can play guitar and bass as well. Nice. And it's, it's just like a, a circus. How yeah, much can you add? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How much it's can like, you add until it derails? Exactly. We, we haven't we haven't hit there yet, but we're getting frightfully close. <laughs> um. So then the drumming and singing thing—that's always like just sort of its own little thing. When because not too many bands do that. Yeah. Um, yeah was that something that you've like always done? Have you always no. been a drummer? Or? I've always been a drummer. Okay. So I, I drum. I've been a drummer since I was a real little kid. My dad was a drummer, raised on it, and then um, about I guess like four years, going on four years now, I started singing, and then I started incorporating singing while drumming because you know a previous band member you know wasn't necessarily pulling his way right. vocally and i, I just kind of had to learn on the spot yeah, and okay. kind of pushed myself through that interesting mm -hmm. yeah interesting. and i it never it was never like a super conscious thing to to think about the coordination of singing and drumming it just kind of like sorry the i was almost focusing entirely on the singing and not right. the drumming just okay. because i've been playing drums right. so long right so you already knew how to do that so it wasn't really yeah. yeah yeah it was more so like oh my god singing's hard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um did you did you know that you were like a good singer before that or i had no, no idea he really. still doesn't no. think he's a good singer <laughs> yeah. i have to like prop him up a bit <laughs> yeah. uh that's funny man um so then is it weird well i'm playing not now but usually because with the tube when like you're the front man almost being just like at the front we should like so well cody's uh front stage uh left and on front stage yeah, right so oh, our okay. shows it's actually right. yeah, both yeah. Oh, okay. we, we used to deal with having cody in the back of the yeah, stage and it just doesn't work that way and, yeah. Yeah. the um, energy is something in the energy is lost in right yeah and in the early days i had to definitely be moving a bit more i still do and um like I'll talk to the audience a bit more than Cody does. Right. That's fine. Gasping it's 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 <laughs> exactly it's perfect. You know, I say hello, how you doing? As Cody's like chugging water. Right. And stuff. So it kind of works. It works. Works out that we both communicate with the audience on a verbal level, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, let's again as you say, like let's people in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was gonna, I've only seen you guys I think twice, and so both times you were kind of like just scattered a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it makes more sense I think. If yeah, you, totally. To you to bring you both up to the front. For yeah. Sure. Also, I gotta say, like, I love that book, man. Dharma bombs. Oh, thanks. That's I just like, started it. I'm not. I'm yeah. not all the way through it yet. Have, have you read a bunch of Kerouac before? No, that's what I just wanted to get into it. Yeah. I've like researched him a bit. Yeah, so that's, that's a start, I've, man. That's yeah, perfect. I figured it was a good start. Yeah. <laughs> that's his most optimistic one. He yeah, gets, I've heard. <laughs> gets darker and darker as as the years go by for sure yes, yeah for sure um that's cool man yeah because you guys tour around a lot so you have any like yeah we know we know what the road's kinda, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um what was the sort of move from like did you guys make a conscious decision to acquire a, a touring manager or did it just sort of happen naturally it's happened naturally like, just kind of like forced justin into it right. before, <laughs> before that he like you know he's um the last couple tours he's been our front of house guy but now that we're right. starting to uh, get all these bigger shows and opportunities. We're just like we're trying to give him a bit more responsibility, right. as if he didn't have enough already. Right. So you know, it's, 
you know. <laughs> he has too much hair. He needs to pull out some. So right. that's what we're trying right. to really <laughs> what we're trying to do. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's got to take a little bit of pressure off you guys then in yeah. terms of like show booking because that can yeah, be stressful. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we it's we have separate, uh, we have yeah. we have yeah. um, a booking agent and okay. uh, and that they um, they book all of our shows and get okay. contracts set up and it's right. just Justin's job to message the uh, uh, the production managers of the venue and be like, hey, like, so we're coming with this and this and this, right. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So then when did, did you reach out to like a booking agent or? Uh, it kind of happens uh, naturally. Happen you just naturally have to get too. their attention. It's, um, right. it's kind of frustrating because everyone's so vague about those kinds right, of things. Yeah. But honestly, <laughs> it's it's pretty, it's as vague as it sounds. It's just right. kind of you, ju- you just keep playing yeah. until like um, our, our agent, Ralph James, uh, last year when I, I met him, he's like, okay, oh. kid, like sell out the Horseshoe Tavern and then you'll have my attention kind of thing. It's like, uh, okay like that's some brigade you know it's like pretty huge uh standards yeah hit, we were so intimidated yeah. by him at first and then but then we signed on with him and then a week later we sold out the horseshoe tavern wow. so it's kind of like okay so that's that's the benchmark that you should hold yourself to right. before you can start shopping for an agent right. right and then i think the most important thing uh in this industry is an agent yeah yeah the shows oh that God. you're getting um it's that's the most important for thing. sure you know, labels yeah. and publicists are important but yeah. if you're not playing good shows and you're not like crushing every show you play then yeah. don't even think about yeah. the other stuff yeah, an, right. an agent changes your entire world i yeah. bet yeah. yeah um i just know like for us because i've been i'm the one that like emails out for stuff and it's very frustrating like at yep. the start right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah <laughs> you, got, you gotta just slug it out though yeah and it, it, it will pay off you know if you keep keep to that right yeah and that's when other people have had come in here have been like just reach out to bands that you want to play always with. it's yeah band to band even band to yeah. band connections even when you have an agent are the strongest connections right. they can have a say of whether you want to tour together or not you know like yeah. those things still hold true in this day and age yeah. in the industry every big show that we have like we you know we're touring with the laziest because yeah. we're friends with them right um we're opening up for monster truck because we've built a really good relationship with those guys right and it's it's stuff like that right where at the end of the day no matter how big you are if the band that you want to open for or you don't want to have them open for you if you guys aren't into each other yeah it's not going to happen yeah. right. it's and not going to that's what's so still pure about the music industry is no matter how far up you go the bands that are touring with each other it's not because they were forced to by their agents it's because there's an actual music and friendship connection right which mm-hmm. just make the shows better yeah exactly. more so than not i mean i'm sure that still happens where people don't like each other but yeah. more times than not that's the case right yeah. right um that's awesome who's who are like some smaller bands that uh, you guys are around that maybe people don't know about that mm. We should check out well, Bo- Bodhi Jar again. They're they're the best. Um, we're good buddies with uh, O'Geronimo. Yeah, they're cool. fantastic. I had Kieran on here. Yeah, a nice. few episodes. Yeah, he was yeah. super cool. Yeah, guy. He's a great guy. Guys. Yeah, yeah. And uh, an amazing songwriter is Alex Nunes. Okay. He, um, he plays in a number of bands. And he has a few projects coming out. And just just watch for him. He's okay. like one of the best songwriters I've ever seen. Cool. And Wine Lips. Wine oh so yeah, dope. Cool. Yeah. They did a, like a guest lecture for us probably like a month ago. Cool. Now cool. Yeah, yeah, Mike brought them in. They were yeah. cool guys. Aurora yeah. like knows her shit. Yeah. Like, she is like every band that she plays and she also plays in Olivia and the Creepy Crawlies yeah. and like, she does like all the booking for both those bands. She's yeah. one of the hardest working people in the indie scene for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're talking, they have like, they're going out to China. China. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, yeah, you guys want to play in China someday? Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. do want to play China. Um, where's the farthest out that you guys have been? Uh, we're flying out to BC uh, in two days to oh. open up for Sam Roberts. So cool. That's gonna be cool. Yeah. yeah, where are you doing that? Like uh, the Commodore Ballroom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, 
what are some of like the bigger crowds that you guys have? Well, we oh, played okay. we played Casino Rama like right. two days ago. With the that was sounds? humongous. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that was like over three thousand people. Wow! But yeah. it's kind of funny when you play at a small club in front of fifty people. You see everybody's face, and it feels really big. Yeah. Whereas you know, there like the lights are so bright, and the st- you um, can't see anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was you know I thought it was empty. It's like yeah, whatever. I guess we played in front of nobody, and then yeah. we walked out and saw the crowd. Yeah. So oh, exactly. cool! Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, do you guys find that easier than than some, like really really small? I don't. Sure. I don't care if there's yeah, two people in the audience or two thousand. I don't care. I just right. I'm gonna yeah. put on try and put on the same show I, I do right. every night. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we were pretty hyped. Like it was our first like big stadium or sorry, big right. arena show kind right. of thing. And uh, you know, you you definitely fight off a little bit of nerves. It's not exactly the same as those little intimate crowds, but you know what? It you you can definitely push the same energy for sure. Yeah, definitely. There's more people to feed off of. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do you guys find like if you do? I'm sure now it's gone away a little bit with stick stage fright and stuff. But do you find when you are like a little nervous before shows now that goes away once you get up there and start? Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just more like just warming up my voice for like an hour before. Right. Just making <laughs> yeah. sure it's okay, you know. Just I always want to perform the best I can, especially vocally. Right. Do you guys have any like weird pre-show? You no. Know? Um. Like Cody and I always hug before uh, right. we we play a show because. Yeah. Um, we remember like at the beginning of um like our touring days you know if we were like tired and malnourished and like mad at each other and we'd play it wouldn't right. be the same so right. we just like we try and put any bullshit we have aside right. we ground uh, ourselves by yeah, yeah yeah exactly that's awesome and uh we eat an unhealthy amount of falafel yeah <laughs> there's no such thing as an unhealthy yeah. amount <laughs> an unhealthy amount <laughs> Uh, so, um, is there any like tour story that's been like really stands out for you guys, good or bad? Um, we've been fairly lucky for like yeah, um, knock on like, wood. Yeah, like we're, we're pretty boring on the road. Like we don't really drink or or consume um, drugs. So usually we just go and play the show and then go to bed. Right. Um, <laughs> well, we like chill with people sometimes. Yeah. But like nothing too rowdy. We're pretty right. chill. Yeah. yeah. I think of anything good. Got <laughs> yeah. any know. juicy stories? <laughs> Should have told you stories? before you came in. Yeah. I don't know. No? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I'd say like some tour highlights, Um, you know, in our earlier days before we had an agent. Wow, it's weird that you say that. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we, we played at an amazing place called The Commune in Nova Scotia. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that place is like home. It's just magic, like the people that run that place. And uh, New Glasgow is this tiny town, and there's no industry there. There's no, um, See, there's like no no really real economy it. either. But everyone there is just like arts focused. Okay. Uh, it's just such an incredible community of people that are gonna support any kind of art and yeah, music. Right. Yeah, and um, every, yeah, yeah and Hollywood, Hollywood Star Room was, was pretty cool. Too. Yeah, that's a little. There's story. all these cool little spots, man. Like, but yeah. yeah. So we once drove. Um, from Oshawa all the way to New Brunswick. It was like a 19-hour drive. Oh, nice. And we get into this place called the Hollywood Star Room in the middle of nowhere, New Brunswick. (laughs) And we had no idea what to expect. We had no idea how people were going to come to the show because it was actually in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) And um, so it's super, super dark out. It's super early in the morning. It was like 3 in the morning when we got there, yeah. And uh, this guy just comes out and welcomes us, and we park our we park our van at, at his house. It's like a giant house. Okay. Yeah, and it's like a like a house venue, kind of like House of Targ, only right. in the middle of nowhere. Right. Yeah. But then <laughs> but then we go into this place, and yeah. it is the most 
incredible over the top decked out yeah, 80s like, themed like oh, like wow. yeah, the floors are all mirrored <laughs> and everything oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> like leopard print couches everywhere oh, and, that's uh, crazy it was so trippy yeah, i think i think we played in front of four 10 yeah, maybe 10 people yeah. in total no it was less than you know, 10 it was people like four, for sure four yeah, or five. Yeah. Wow. it was awesome though it was one of like the, the yeah. best shows we played that that whole tour oh, yeah. just because like you know they were so nice they yeah. were so accommodating yeah, it, was, it was awesome really great people right and that's what it's like all about you know that, yeah. that's, that's such a, a, a memorable experience because of those people that's hilarious yeah it was a good time yeah that sounds killer <laughs> you guys playing like a lot of house shows still or i'm sure you still when we ask. can yeah. when we can i love i love the house show vibe you know we've done a show at uh, house of targ here yeah and that was pretty uh, wild actually yeah that was one of like that, that was, yeah there's <laughs> yeah. in someone's basement and yeah. they almost hit the ceiling like that's <laughs> yeah. a good time yeah, cody <laughs> did a drum solo and i went yeah. cross surfing. yeah <laughs> yeah, like an yeah, those, between, yeah those ceilings are low down oh, there yeah. <laughs> yeah it was wild for sure that's hilarious. there was a, a house last year um called sad taquito which is like essentially the same thing <laughs> yeah but their basement was like totally unfinished so oh. when people were crowd surfing they would like grab on to the like the trusses and stuff <laughs> oh my yeah. god yeah they got kicked out of there though they weren't they weren't allowed back <laughs> it's a sad time for the yeah. sad taquito yeah that was one of those houses like during a party it was like oh this is like rad and kind of dirty but True. like in a cool way True. but then if you went over on like a wednesday afternoon you were like oh yeah people like live here still <laughs> it's not really like just a venue uh that's hilarious um um let's talk about music videos sure um you guys just put one out for a mountain yeah right um, yeah, how many did. music videos you did one for mantra off the first have, yeah we have two music videos two, right yeah we have a couple yeah. live session videos that we right. put out in between um well, yeah, Mountain is definitely uh, the best thing we've put out as far as like uh, quality and um, right. what it means for us as a band. Yeah, right. um, we we worked with uh, this director Cam Noble, and okay. he's he's won some awards for it. He's done like anti-gun PSAs. Okay, and so he, I felt like he was the right guy for the project because he was definitely coming at it from the right place. Right, because um, the meaning behind Mountain is talking about you know uh, colonization and residential schools right. and um, uh, like. The, the transgenerational suffering of right. um, of the indigenous people of Canada, yeah, and the video and the song touches on all those points in uh, like a fairly you know sometimes blunt way, in some ways a more like abstract poetic way, right? And I I think it's yeah like a really strong uh, mission statement for us as a band. Mm -hmm. and so we, it it was just right to work with him. It's such as a super high production value and. Um, yeah, we're just really yeah. thankful, and we got like the right crew on board to work with that. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Kale Crow, he he reached out to a local reservation and got the kid who starred in it, and oh. it was just it yeah, meant a lot to everybody. Yeah, Caden, who played the uh, the lead role, he's he's been in a few uh, indigenous films as well already, and so oh, kids cool. like like 10 I think, and he's uh, just he was like the <laughs> most professional dude on the yeah. set. It right. was amazing working oh, yeah. with him. He was just so easygoing, and you know I'm sure you've, you've seen the video. Yeah, There's yeah. some scenes that like weren't fun to shoot right and yeah. he, he crushed it it right. was amazing and um yeah we we premiered it with global citizen right. which is uh, a charity that we're looking to work with in the future for um highlighting um like uh women's uh stories on reserves okay. and uh just talking about stuff like that and bringing these issues to light and that's what we're going to try and do with our music in the future yeah that's awesome yeah. um so then you guys like you reached out to uh to him then to work to direct the the video and yeah he reached out to us oh really yeah. yeah we played this show at the velvet underground okay and um in toronto and 
he came up to us and asked us if we wanted to make a music video pretty simple like that and we're like well uh sure <laughs> that, that's how most opportunities as an artist come out like you right. go and play a show and you meet really cool people and you stay in touch right and that's why the live show is still the most important part of yeah because you never know who's going to be in the audience yeah you really yeah. never know for sure yeah you got to give it your all every night yeah. every night yeah exactly right if it's two people or two thousand yeah do the same thing yeah definitely um that's cool so then did you guys already like kind of have the idea or then once the opportunity kind of came up you went from there um yeah it just came from brainstorming i guess mm-hmm. um it was a long time coming i think right. it was yeah it was uh like at least three months of just talking about it before any scene was okay. was shot in the first place and then after that everything very quickly right came together yeah uh, Cool. Was it like a day of shooting? Or? Uh, it was scattered. Like, yeah, oh, it was scattered like fi- over six months. Yeah, f- oh, like five okay. or six days total of shooting. And that was while we were on tour with One Bad Son as well. So oh, okay. we'd come back for a day, shoot a video, go back on the road, and nice. come back and do another another day of shooting. Nice. And, yeah. Yeah, try so, and uh, get everything together. I remember yeah. we played Sudbury and then drove back that night. And uh, I think we got home at like five or six in the morning. And then um, a lot of like the water scenes of the video were shot the next day. And so... I had to go on the set and like bring food and water for everybody. And right. I was, uh, <laughs> I was try fucked. to try to be uh, alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's what you do, man. That's what you do to make your dreams happen. Yeah, for sure. It must have felt yeah. good to really come out then. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a lot, a of, lot work. of work. Yeah, yeah. that's killer. Uh, just because your first one for Mantra was to been that was a, a day of shooting. That yeah. was like a much much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, shot and we did um, uh, Colin Artinian did that and right. he's like this amazing indie horror director and he's he's had some films debut at like uh, at cons last oh, year yeah. Cool. he's like yeah. he's crushing it he's right now in that, in that scene and um, he just put out a film called Destruction Makes the World Burn Brighter Okay, and uh, I think that's uh, circulating the indie film uh, festival scene right now mm-hmm. right. that's awesome yeah, yeah. Killer. you guys have any more like ideas for videos soon oh, tons. so many yeah. ideas i mean i guess there's always ideas I'll, i want right? to do one like with us in space i just need to write the song <laughs> yeah. to justify it <laughs> that's hilarious let's get crown lands in space everybody let's do it. patreon crown lands in space 2019 elon yeah <laughs> That'd be weird, eh? If yeah, Elon right? Musk was listening to this. <laughs> 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 he just searches One that day. like really like indie Tesla podcast. It's crazy. You never know what it can do. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> That's a weird thing to plug, but yeah. we're into it. We're into it for sure. <laughs> um, what's the writing process like with you guys? It's like, well, we don't. Okay. Yeah, we don't write anything. Just, no. Just no. jam. Just jam. We actually try to not <laughs> write. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, when you're trying to write something, nothing comes out. Uh, I'd say, like, the most exciting stuff for us has come out of us just, like... Just, like, jamming, jamming. or, like, you know, you're just rocking a riff, and one of us just goes, oh, my God, right. yeah, more of that. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. you know, it's it's more, like, expressive in, in our faces, I guess, right. while we jam, and we kind of, like, into it, um, a song together. Right. Yeah, like lyrically, it's um, like pretty much fifty-fifty. You know, as mm-hmm. far as like us editing each other's like poetry into something workable right. as a song. Yeah, and that's what's enabled us to, I think, um, have a unified voice in the band. Okay. Uh, where if you know there's a song, it's pretty much like expressing both of our views or values. So right. that's yeah. nice to be in a band where it's, great. it's not like chicks and drugs, <laughs> man, yeah, yeah. you know. So it's, it's my it, vision of the highway. Yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> nice to be fairly collaborative on that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We're super collaborative. Definitely. Were you guys in bands before this one? I was in one other band. Kevin uh, was in a few others. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's how we actually met. Um, a buddy of mine was auditioning for a band that Cody was playing drums in at the time. Okay. And uh, then Cody and I just hit it off really, really well on like the first two minutes of meeting. Right. Yeah, and he joined that other band for for a time, and then he split, and he was on tour. With yeah, I toured with another band for about a year, and we, it was uh, called the Scenic Sound. It was like okay, very, very pop, and right. um, I pretty much cut my teeth on what it was like to be in a touring band, and then I came back with all these ideas and like right. okay, like this is what it takes to make it as as a band, and it was almost like um, boot camp for how to yeah. tour. Right. And so then I was, I just you know, took Cody from this other van. I was like, let's do it, man. Yeah. And yeah. Two and a half years later, we're here. That's cool. It was a little easier to tour with just two people then. Yeah. That's yeah. definitely a pro yeah. of yeah. Uh, you know, being a two piece. Yeah. <laughs> the gear makes it impossible to tour uh, in a small vehicle now. So now we're shopping for a big ass van. Right. Yeah. 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 More gear than people for sure. That's mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, yeah. That's cool. I had a question, but it's left me. Um, that's cool. So what what's next for you guys then? Uh, well, we're heading to Vancouver in two days. Right. Yeah. And we're gonna open up for Sam Roberts, and we got that monster truck gig and Lazy's gig in Toronto. Yeah. Um, we have uh, a gig in Ottawa, uh, June twenty first, which happens to be Canada's International uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty powerful. So we're gonna be doing uh, a big set with Sam Roberts then again. Cool. Yeah. And, and you know. Hopefully, uh, if any of you are uh, watching this and fans of us, aggressively tweet Justin Trudeau to uh, <laughs> come out. That would be cool. Yeah. We, what we want to do is uh, get him to reinstate a director okay. for the um, uh, National Inquiry into Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women. Right. Because the director stepped down last year yeah. and yeah. no one stepped up to, to mm. take that on again. So right. that needs to change. For yeah. sure. And so that's what we're trying to do right now. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So you guys are just like really... Um, looking to stay involved in like different charities and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. Indigenous people, and that's cool because then you you have like a really good outlet with your music. Then exactly. Also, yeah. To kind yeah, of you don't want to stand in front of a thousand totally. people and be like rock and roll, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like there's a lot more meaning uh, to the world than than that. And if you can use your music to to raise awareness about things that matter to you and the people around you, yeah, then fucking do it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. cool. That's refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, I only is the Vancouver date just the one show. Or? It is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we just figured out all of the gear situation today, which is a breath of relief. So. I bet. Uh, yeah. You guys are still working day jobs. Yeah. As yeah. Right now. yeah. Yeah. My day job, I I manage a music venue back oh, in Oshawa cool. called the Mustache Club. Okay. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So other than being in Crownlands, it's the best job I've ever yeah. had. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Right yeah. On. Um. Cool guys. So. uh I think that's all I really have to ask you guys about. Cool. Um, Thanks for having us. Dude. Yeah, yeah man. Thanks for it. coming on. And yeah, uh, yeah looking forward tonight. to sharing the stage with you. Yeah, next, man. I'm uh, stoked. I'm stoked. Here, all right. Yeah. Thanks for all listening. Right, cool. Well, thanks for coming uh, on. There's guys. only one more episode for a while. Uh, my good friend Greg Smith, um, folk musician. Lots to say about. Uh, he was a year younger than me, but we went to high school together. Uh, we actually played in a band together for a bit. Uh, super fun, and then you know, I, I kind of have an announcement. I talked for a bit at the start. Of, I've already recorded the intro for that episode as well. Um, I talked for a bit uh, in that one, kind of about the plan moving forward. But the Greg Smith episode will be the last episode for a while. I know this doesn't have like a huge listenership, um, so it's going to be a few months, and there might be a total rebuild. Um, but that's okay. I'm kind of prepared for that. I, I think the ideas that I have. Um, especially I'm going to go in uh, to business with a buddy of mine. I think uh, 
what we have planned is going to be good, you know, and I, I hope, I hope people are as excited about it, or at least half of it as excited about it as I am. I get a little crazy with that stuff. Um, but I'm going to stop talking now. And, uh, yeah, if you had never listened to Crown Lands before and you're just listening to this episode, uh, for sure go check them out. Uh, they're fucking incredible. Uh, like I said, just, you know, just as a little tidbit to know, they are super nice guys. Uh, they're very driven. Um, they're using their music for, for good. Um, not just entertainment, uh, not just cause they love it. They're thinking, you know, they have a platform now. And when you have a platform, uh, you know, it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to do with it what you will. Uh, I don't necessarily believe that you, you have to, if you just love playing music, then, you know, just play music. But, um, you know, they care about first nations people. They care about, uh, people having the rights that they deserve. Uh, that sometimes that gets left by the wayside and they're here to fight for it and they invite you to fight alongside with them and I think that's amazing and I wasn't really ready for that when we were recording uh, and I didn't really have time to process it other than just like that's fucking incredible that you guys are doing that um, and maybe I'm not even articulating that well now like I said this episode really kind of showed me that I have more work to do as a host and that's the plan moving forward. I, I want to keep doing this. I want to try to showcase um, as much of Southern Ontario music as possible, not just rock, um, all genres. I think I've had like, you know, different genres on this episode. Um, it's just about music. I love the music down here. I love the music my friends are making. I love the music of, you know, people that I'm not friends with yet are making. There's a lot of good stuff going. And I think that even though, you know, some of these bands I'm having on here have many more fans than I do, I think that um, despite that, I think it's still important. And I don't think that enough people are doing this. So I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm also going to stop talking now. And uh, I'll talk to you in the Greg Smith episode. And, um, well, we'll see you in a few months.